For too many years, families of children with devastating illnesses have felt helpless as they watched their child suffer. Today, they're taking matters into their own hands and finally finding relief, treating their child with cannabis. These are their stories. Hey guys, welcome to another episode. Well, hello, hello. Hope everyone's doing well. Yes, yes. Um, hope everyone's been tuning in and also been checking out our interview with Bruce Linton, uh, one of the great titans now of our time in, when it relates to cannabis and hemp. Mm, very good interview. Uh, yes, it was. And we're looking for doing some great ones, especially uh, next month for the Purple Month. Uh, Epilepsy Awareness Month is next, is November. Yeah, two weeks away, so... We're looking forward to doing that. Uh, we plan on reaching out to a lot of good people in the area of epilepsy, just focusing on epilepsy and um, seeing what changes have come in a sense of treating it or even looking for cures. So we're going to be speaking to some number of doctors, neurologists, as well as patients and families who are out there as warriors uh, for the children that they're taking care of who are affected by epilepsy. Yeah. But tonight, our special guest is a young lady out in upstate New York. <laughs> what, you're in Buffalo, correct? Nikki? Go Bills. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, UB. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I was telling you, <laughs> Nina uh, graduated from UB. So, Nikki Lolly, she's a cannabis lolly, correct? If I pronounce it correctly? Correct. Thank correct. you. Uh, she's a cannabis advocate. By way of an uh, interesting uh, incident in her lifetime, when she was totally against it, we can say that, totally not even on board, not even consideration, it wasn't even a thought. <laughs> and then, I would say that's fair, except to be fair, I knew about the plant as a recreational substance. I mean, it. I partook. <laughs> oh, you it partook. was that yes. I was completely naive. Okay, oh, fair, enough. fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Got it. But I don't, you know, one of my friends sees or hears this interview, I don't want to be caught. She's lying. <laughs> <laughs> Giving you side I looks. inhaled. Yeah, right? <laughs> Giving you side I... eyes as she passes you a joint. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, so funny. Yeah, so tell us. So, I, I mean, share with us. Because I know you. Um, when we talked, you stated you were a uh, registered nurse. So it was kind of interesting that, you know, you're there in it, but you're not really just because you were living in between both worlds, you know, having used it, but never use it for medicinal purposes. So can you tell us how to get to this point where you were using it? Sure. So my journey has been not that terribly unlike what I'm learning. Many, many others that have tried the traditional paths of medicine and found alternative medicine was the only thing that really helped them. Um, I was a pediatric nurse for many years and just like that, my life changed in a millisecond. Wow. Um, I was uh, restraining a child for a routine um, immunization. Uh, he was being quite combative, and my coworker needed assistance. And so I went in as every time the uh, coworker went to give the injection, the child slapped his arm like a bird, and therefore it was kind of risky, <laughs> and no one could hold his arm. So. I got behind the child and the father. And I mean, these were, you know, average humans. They weren't huge, but they weren't teeny tiny ones either. Um, the kid was about my size. He was 10 years old and um, about 100 pounds, five feet kind of thing. And he um, pretty much at full 
speed, warp speed with all of his might, um, tucked his chin and threw it backwards into my forehead. And then I bounced off a plaster wall and back into his head. Uh Um, Life stopped at that moment. (laughs) So he hit you with his back of his head? His total head at full force. Like a headbutt. headbutt. Did it crash you on the nose of your bridge or your nose or the forehead? um, It actually was a little bit higher. It was, um, I'm quite honestly, it's shocking my glasses didn't break um, because I wear them. Uh, But yes, it was my the bridge of my nose, the frontal right lobe, basically, of my brain. Um, And then at the back, at the occipital um, junction where you're... Mm you know, CO, C1 kind of, uh, join your head to your spine. Um, that was completely malaligned and it's Ooh, this kind of mess. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, they call it cervical instability is actually what it's called. So my head doesn't sit correct anymore. Um, and so as a result, it re- creates all kinds of nightmarish symptoms that, Everyone says, oh, you just have a concussion. Oh, just a bump on the head. No, this is not just a bump on the head. After um, receiving this injury, I obviously uh, went to a urgent care center of the physicians that were on staff said, oh, yeah, you got a concussion. Your eye's not right. <laughs> there's, there's definite stuff. And I couldn't feel my left arm. Um, oh. So immediately I had neck symptoms, but I really didn't connect the two. I mean, I actually was more worried about my arm than I was my head. <laughs> the adrenaline was just pumping. I was quite aggravated with the child and you know i never expected this would be a life-altering injury um ever uh i'm the girl that used to own her own business worked you know 80 90 hours a week never slept um and i've been incredibly productive my entire adult life so to even consider retiring or being disabled before 65 was like never even a consideration. So I just turned 50 and, you know, I can honestly say um, I never expected to be in this position, but the most challenging aspect of the whole journey was getting a diagnosis, getting doctors to listen to me. I'm a medical nurse and like I have an education just because I have an injured brain doesn't mean I'm not smart so when I was being talked to like I was stupid (laughs) it was very very insulting um and because this was a work injury I was faced with the New York State workers comp system and what a little nightmare that is um they pay for nothing providers do not accept this form of payment. So you're given usually, for the most part, the less qualified or the um, more mainstream providers. Alternative medicine is never considered. Um, And I was falling outside of all the treatment parameters. So it was a constant battle of, yeah, we're not going to pay for this. Well, how am I supposed to function? I was pretty non-functional. Um, for the first four months of this injury. Um, And again, everyone telling me that I should be way better by now and there's no problems. And now all of a sudden, that's all there is, is problems. (laughs) So having said that, um, the 
uh, I accidentally found cannabis um, and after being on 18 different pharmaceuticals, seeing 50 different providers. I stumbled upon cannabis when I was in Las Vegas. Um, a billboard came cruising by when I was quite suicidal, um, standing on the ledge, literally, of my hotel room um, and deciding that I wouldn't actually kill myself. I would just mess myself up more. And a cannabis billboard comes cruising by that says, come get your legal Nevada cannabis card. And I'm like, cannabis card? What the hell is cannabis? And, and I mean, you know, I knew it as pot, weed, herb, <laughs> ganja. I didn't, you know, cannabis. It just sounded like some fancy word for something special. And, and then I, but it was a picture of a pot leaf. So then it, it came back by, same advertisement. And then I read it closer and it said, want pot? Get your card now or something like that. And so then that resounded with me. Oh my God, really? So my husband came back um, after being out for a walk and not being able to handle my devastatingly depressed and anxious mood. Um, he came back and I told him, yeah, some pot, that we can go get my pot card um, in Nevada. And he's like, let's go do it. And I'm like, what? So this was my very conservative 74 five-year-old husband who was definitely not part of the pro pot era and um so we ended up getting my cannabis card and i walked into a dispensary for the first time and it was the most overwhelming experience ever but my life forever changed that day because i discovered cannabis completely by accident it was sort of like the universe just dropping this huge sign in front of me that said you need to look at other things sister there's better things in life for you than just offing yourself so so i mean thinking about this prior to you even getting that far did any i mean just dealing with the doctors is one thing because i find it hard to believe that despite the fact that you have a background in medicine because you're, you know, you're a registered nurse that the doctor still downplayed whatever you thought you had or whatever you were going through. Did any of them say that, Hey, maybe you might be psychosomatic. Maybe you, you know, you're just thinking you're. Oh, you're absolutely. Absolutely. No, wow. you have just a concussion and this is all in your head. And, Oh, uh, Nicole, I think your headaches are, are your and headaches are being caused by your anxiety and depression, not the concussion. I'm like, what? Wow. I've never had anxiety and depression. Wow. <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, yeah, it was a huge issue, wow. especially workers' comp doctors, because their job is to take you out of the system. She's all better. Oh, it's, this isn't, you know, adding up to two plus two equals four. You know, uh, her symptoms just are lasting too long. And I wish I was malingering. I wish I was faking. <laughs> I wish it, nothing more. I mean, I have taken my health for granted for 46 years. Or well, how long? Yeah, four years. Yes, 46 years. <laughs> I can't do math very well anymore. Um, <laughs> despite having been a casino dealer yeah, and, right. you know, nerd. <laughs> so basic you, math struggle. <laughs> can you tell us some, um, some, some of your symptoms that you were feeling? Yes. Um, cannabis completely took me off the ledge that day. It, um, 
basically gave me hope when I had none. The bud tender actually recommended a heavy indica strain mm-hmm. that um, I say indica because that's what everyone kind of knows it as, but um, every cultivar has its own unique properties. But this particular strain that I consumed, um, which I smoked in a joint, I had edibles, I had uh, vape pens, I tried like 16 different products in Vegas. And it was, uh, it got me off the ledge. I mean, there wasn't one product that I can say I tried and it was just like, oh, I have no pain and life is so grand and everything's perfect. But I can tell you it made those feelings of absolute darkness and despair actually allow me to see other things, if that makes any sense. Makes a lot of sense. So in terms of your job, were you able to work? Were you? No, I'm permanently disabled now. Um, I actually received social security disability um, <laughs> due to a traumatic brain injury. Oh, uh, and so that was your diagnosis? Um, that diagnosis was made um, early on, the TBI. It was sort of miraculous. I actually got approved for social security disability on the first time out. Um I had so many proof or evidence of things not being right, but no one was really willing to go out on a ledge and say, oh, yeah, this incident on 10-11-16 completely changed Nikki Lolly's life. Um, eventually, I finally got that, but it took three and a half years of fighting them to finally get that. I was very fortunate that Social Security Disability does not rely on workers' compensation to make their determinations so they're two completely separate systems and trying to understand them is unlike anything you've ever tried to do when you have a brain injury (laughs) it is a mirage of hell yeah i can imagine now what i mean they had to find the injury through what a scan cat scan certain types of tests you had to take or something like how were they able to find it like uh 32 different scans Um, of my brain in the last four years. So what finally diagnosed it was a very special um, chiropractor out of um, Rock Hill, New York, that had a very special uh, machine and technique that he spent six and a half hours in an MRI machine with me. I received an incredible report detailing all the deficits after they compared all these different x-rays and everything. Um, And that's where I finally got the cervical instability diagnosis. So that's when I truly understood why I wasn't getting better. There's true damage um, and my frontal lobes basically don't get a lot of CSF fluid to them. So um basically the car wash isn't washing real good (laughs) because that's how you basically every night when you go to sleep you know you're constantly washing the fluid through the brain and well mine kind of doesn't flow that well so (laughs) once i learned that then a lot of things made sense as to why my headache never would go away why no matter what i took or did it wouldn't alleviate so I finally had hope in a diagnosis (laughs) and then I had a doctor who said, well, if cannabis helps, that's great. Use it. And I was like, oh my God, I'm not like a criminal anymore. Isn't that beautiful? (laughs) (laughs) I, you know, I, I'm not one that 
you know, I, I'm pretty obedient. I'm a <laughs> law abiding preppy kind of chick. Uh, and so just like the girl next door kind of thing. And, you know, so doing anything illegal was not my jam. So as soon as New York, um, allowed chronic pain, I then got my medical marijuana card. Wonderful. Yes. And, uh, and I discovered in New York state though, what a bunch of crappy products we really have. Oh, yes. Yes. That we know. Do not work. We know. <laughs> and are ridiculously overpriced. So oh, yes. shared experience with us, that journey when you first got your card and you're hit. Well, the question is this, what doctor approved you to go get your card? Because I know that for the process is that you see your regular doctor, get some supporting documentation, take that documentation to a cannabis doctor. And then from there, they would put you in the system and provide you with a card. Now, who did you speak to or how did that go for you? Well, here was the beautiful thing. I randomly found on Facebook, and this is how everything happens. And look, I don't know if it's AI or Big Brother watching or what, but I swear to you, things show up in my email or on my page or things that just shouldn't show up at the right time. And they just always seem to. And in this particular case, it was get your New York state medical card via telehealth. <laughs> and so this pops up on my Facebook. And so I do a click here and it was a quite simple process. $250 later on my birthday in 2017, I received my New York state medical marijuana card. Nice. Um, <laughs> and it was super easy. Um, there was no complication until uh, workers comp actually did act, end up paying for my comp for my cannabis after discovering all these drugs that they had been giving me were causing incredible allergic reactions. So <laughs> this was kind of counterproductive. So they actually, a judge uh, ruled to cover my cannabis. It was, of course, appealed by the insurance company, and it went back and forth, back and forth. But at the end of the day, they were reimbursing my medical cannabis. Congrats. <laughs> I had to see a medical cannabis doctor um, to get it covered under workers' comp because my particular telehealth nurse was not. Um, but workers' comp paid for it, so I didn't really care. Um, that uh, prescription will expire here coming up soon, and I'll probably just go the telehealth route again because that was a very simple, straightforward process. Congrats! I know it's not easy. Now, how far? And now, do you get your um, your your medicine from a dispensary? Correct. Um, correct. Yeah. When I was on comp, now I have since settled my workers' comp case in May. Mm. So I no longer am getting reimbursed for my cannabis um, that I would purchase from a legal dispensary. So now you're coming out of pocket. It kind of never helps anyway, the legal stuff here in New York State, but it was better than nothing. Uh, Especially if it was getting covered by workers' comp, then, then at least I felt like I wasn't spending $100 and it completely didn't work. At least I had some kind of pacifier if you will prior to covid my life was spent the majority of time in canada that's where i discovered all the benefits of cannabis and they went legalized in 2018 and i know so many people in canada and i was able to learn so much about the plant and learn what really works for me so 
Canada is 15 minutes from me. And up until um, March, it was very easy for me to go. Now, unfortunately, I have not been able to go get my medicine and enjoy it and have a great quality of life because I'm within the lovely state of New York. Oh, my God. So how how far is the nearest uh, dispensary in, in New York from you? Oh, I've got four right in my backyard. Buffalo has uh, the botanist, um, Columbia Care. We have, I have a choice, an assortment. Unfortunately, their products are five milligrams <laughs> and are wow, little to no value. I actually need THC. Um, no, THC is absolutely not all I need. I'm very specific with my terpenes and minor cannabinoids. Mm-hmm. And things like that. But I'm just learning about this. I mean, I couldn't even explain to you educatedly why I think XYZ works. And all I know is a strain. I don't have tested cannabis to actually give you um, like results strain. because of New York State. Oh, my God. So my another question is this. I, I'm assuming that your life is a lot much better than it was before. In, a, in other words, you're able to do certain things you weren't capable of doing before. Absolutely. Um, like what's changed? Like from us? Like I get out of bed. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's huge. a big yeah. one. <laughs> That's true. Um, take the things for granted. <laughs> it's uh, been one of those things that's, I mean, I literally would spend days in bed. I would never get up. Um, and I couldn't stand the head pain. I couldn't any overstimulation whatsoever. It was like a meltdown. Um, super sensitive, super unbalanced, and cannabis has really balanced me out. Not one particular strain, it's just that you tried variety, and it's just that you've been benefiting from um, yeah, each not, one. Not one particular strain, because I don't have the luxury of getting one particular strain here. Wow. Um, if I was in Canada, I can give you several strains that worked, but again, it's all based on the certificate of analysis and understanding what's in it that's making it work. Um, You know, the entourage effect of all the cannabinoids, the minors, the majors, Mm -hmm. and all the terps and all the other good stuff that's in the plant, each one comes out as a different mixture. And you can have like three of the same seeds, same growing medium, same stuff in different locations, and you will have such different test results. Um, (laughs) So a name means really nothing. And unfortunately, um, in the markets where flour isn't legal or, you know, accessible for patients, you're relying on a strain name that somebody came up with that... (laughs) Maybe it's that, and maybe it's not. <laughs> you really don't know because it's not tested. So for you, how often do you need to medicate? I medicate all day. Really? Just a function? Every three days, every three hours, I would say. But I microdose. Um, okay. I never feel, quote, high. Mm. I think my THC level just pretty much stays <laughs> at a constant um and different strains have different effects there's some that make me sleepy um i'm learning you know fresh cannabis versus aged cannabis versus you know the effects of the smells and and how it really makes your body respond and it's really cool 
as you start to learn about the Terps and how they all integrate together. And I'm, like I said, very early in my learning and not trying to sound like <laughs> Miss Cannabis here, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, just amazed by the plant. I'm amazed that I wasn't ever taught about it in nursing school and that doctors aren't taught about it in doctor school. And <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what in the hell? Um, I'm amazed that border patrol agents aren't taught cannabis. I'm amazed that police officers and teachers that they don't, they think it's this bad, evil thing. Yes. And it's sad. Currently, it's so sad. This plant can help so many people. Yeah. And it, that's what we're forgetting. Yeah. And the people who are trying to stop it. Yeah. It can hurt some, and the thing is, like, so there are people that found out that you were very, um, where they used, like you, they were using it um, all day and they used to be called, quote unquote, potheads, right? Mm hmm. Come to find out, they were pop, they were self medicating themselves. Yeah, absolutely. The, and my they were... son is a perfect example. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's funny. <laughs> and it's... I and I yell and complain, and but he's not taking drugs anymore. Exactly. You know the Depakotes and the oh lithiums God. and crap like that. Oh yeah. He just self medicates with cannabis. Yeah. And, and we can. He doesn't believe it, but but he. I mean, in theory, I think he realizes it. But... Yeah, he doesn't want to admit to it. <laughs> but he that's still fine. Guilty. I think that's fine. I mean, he's not like a kid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I was so poo-poo on him, like, all of his life for smoking pot, right? I yeah. was always like, what are you doing? You're frying your brain cells. Oh, Come to find out, it's like regenerating mine. Yeah, right? So, the question, <laughs> so going to that, in, in the sense of your family, like, how, how are they looking at you? I mean, once they find out how serious your injury were and then to see that you're looking to use cannabis and you eventually do, what was their initial thought? Like, mom, do whatever you got to do. Or mom, like, maybe we should look for another opinion. Oh, no, no. They were all for it. Oh. <laughs> they were willing oh, for anything to get me off the yeah, right? <laughs> room I was on. I mean, I was like next level turbo bitch <laughs> like next level um i was on steroids nasty at times and that was never my personality i just couldn't take the pain i mean chronic pain chronic anything sucks and absolutely i never understood it as a nurse and until you live with it like yeah. you guys get it because you have a son that's chronically ill yeah. you understand it in a different way than i do because you're a caretaker for someone, but I understand it, living it. And, and like I said, I mean, you guys maybe have your own personal stories with how the plants helped you guys, but I'm just saying whether it's sleep, pain, um, depression, anxiety, PTSD, there are so many things and it's just being patient and hmm. understanding every strain isn't going to work. Every yeah. um, product isn't going to work the same. So being True flexible and willing to try different things and patience that's the biggest one oh, patience and money oh yeah, um, oh, yeah. We know. You have they're some, both up there <laughs> some can of can of fairy yeah. that just drops off stuff in your doorstep i unfortunately do not but <laughs> if there are those people out there kudos um because the world needs more can of fairies let me tell you yeah, we were just discussing. We wish it could. It was cheaper. Yeah, we wish it oh, was. So, it's yeah. just not fair. There's so many people out there suffering unnecessary. So even I'm just thinking about your situation where you had. So how many how many medications 
were you on that you eventually got off? And did any of those medications add to your, how you could say, your depression, your anxiety, your psychosis? Because I know that some medications do have that side effect. So I was wondering, you know, did you pick that up? It wasn't just you going through it, but... The it was the medicine. Oh. Um, the antidepressant cocktails that they would give me, um, which included uh, mood stabilization, uh, the Depakotes, the... Mm. Um, you were having seizures? Oh, no. Uh, no, no, no. They, they, they just popped me on that for mood stabilization. Yeah, that's <laughs> um, true. Just popped you on it. Uh, Cymbalta is what, like, legit almost killed me um that drug did something to my brain chemistry that no substance has ever done um meaning the constant thinking of death and constant thinking how am i gonna do it and what's gonna happen and or is anyone gonna show up at my funeral like who gives a shit you're dead (laughs) (laughs) i mean right now i'm like i can't even believe my mind went down that hole but it wasn't Nikki. It was the drugs and the side effects. Oh my gosh, the hives, the um, anaphylaxis reactions. I had Botox injections for um, chronic pain from in the neck and the head. Wow! And what a nightmare that was. <laughs> um, I had an anaphylactic reaction the second time they did it, and I'm still not right. Three years later. Um, Really, my shoulders and my muscles in my neck have never been the same. Never. Um, and I mean, it seems ridiculous that you could possibly have long term side effects like that, but there really is no other explanation. That is <laughs> um, scary. And I've kept track of all my records. And I mean, what a nightmare that is because my executive function, the act of completing tasks, is one of the biggest things that's gone in my life and Mm. trying to keep track of all the appointments and the paperwork and remember where you put things and it's just all the things you've always taken for granted about yourself that you've always handled imagine not being able to do any of them um Uh, (laughs) so that's why you're unable to go back to be a nurse yeah you're forgetting things were you having like fog you have like these blind spots it was just like (laughs) a moment of like Lost memory? Like, Blankness? Oh. Yes, yes. Um, short-term memory, totally shot. Um, I literally could talk to you about something five minutes later, gone. Couldn't even guess that we even talked. It would be like I wasn't even there. Wow. Um, in my neuropsych tests, I showed, like, extreme intelligence in certain areas, and then I would just bottom out in others. And so their interpretation is, well, she's not putting forth the effort. No, bullshit. I'm no longer medicated on cannabis. Mm. <laughs> um, for the first, you know, say, hour and a half, I'm pretty on my game. But after that, the levels of cannabis go down in my system. And so then what happens is everything kind of goes out from under me, from attention to the 
cognitive ability to just process basic things. Wow. Uh, when so, my son, yeah, we actually noticed that it doesn't happen so much now because he's been on cannabis for years. But we would we would say, okay, if he's getting assessment, let's give him let's give him his CBD right before the assessment, <laughs> so mm-hmm, he could be mm-hmm. so he has some clarity. Because <laughs> we knew, because we noticed. Well, I actually mm-hmm. went to a neuropsych doctor that I paid out of pocket. One of my other it's very expensive. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, it was forty five hundred dollars. Oh yeah, um, we know yeah. in Montreal. And I drove up there with my husband and we actually went twice and I wanted a genuine, unbiased, non-workers compensation, non-insurance company, a guy that reads my stuff and actually gives me an honest assessment. And I asked him, I said, do you want me medicated or unmedicated? He said, start the morning medicated and the afternoon after your lunch, don't medicate because you'll have food and energy again, but let's see how you do. And let me explain to you the results was so (laughs) in the test. (laughs) It was dramatic. And the doctor even commented, he's like, wow, what a difference. And then he saw me the next day again, medicated. And he's like, what a difference it makes. And I've had numerous people finally understand what executive dysfunction really is and how altering it is. And then what a huge difference cannabis can make. Um, I was at a brain injury association meeting in Ottawa and um, I was one of the speakers sharing my survivor story. And I had a woman come up to me in tears and she said, my daughter sounds just like you, but she's only 17 and I'm afraid to give her cannabis. And I'm like, look, (laughs) if she's getting ready to kill herself, Cannabis is not going to hurt her at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I would not be as worried about neurotrans, you know, the um, war on drugs. Oh, yeah. You know, propaganda oh. of everybody, oh, you know, Jesus. you're going to destroy your youth. Yeah. You know, your brain. Uh, brain. <laughs> um, and I said, you know, getting her off the ledge is key. And I said, sure, start with CBD. You know, int- I'm not suggesting go get her a joint and, you know, spark up. Mm. But I've got to tell you, for people like myself, I need pain relief quick. I don't have time or energy to wait two, three, four hours for things to kick in. So smoking is my fastest relief. Mm -hmm. And I also don't metabolize anything fat soluble. So that includes THC and CBD. (laughs) So as a result, anything that has to go through first pass um, metabolism has zero effect on me. Um, And I also am a rapid metabolizer of THC. Is this, is this, oh, you always been like this or is this because? Uh, No, it was through genetic testing um, that I learned about the rapid metabolization of the THC. Mm -hmm. And I also had weight loss surgery and no gallbladder. So that's why I was told. Yeah, it doesn't um, work for me. (laughs) And. And when you tell this to a doctor and then that doctor, that's the cannabis quote expert of the area tells you, well, you're only smoking to get high and there's no medicinal benefit. The cannabis doctor said this? The cannabis specialist. Yes. You know those guys. The man. Man. Mm -hmm. The specialist said this? The specialist in in the world in Western New York. Like the man you see that is cannabis buffalo. You just. Google that and you'll get that doctor's name. Um, mm. <laughs> but 
genuinely, the guy looks at me and says, oh, THC really has no benefit. And you need to go downstairs and buy my CBD capsules that I sell under my label because oh, ours are better things. than the New York State dispensary. Oh, one of those. Okay. Can you believe this? Nuts. Yeah. (laughs) This is the cannabis doctor for New York State. This is an example. (laughs) I'll take my telehealth girl any day. Wow. (laughs) And I'm so glad that you're part of an organization. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. Because I feel like more people with TBIs or, you know, even stroke, which is a a form of of TBI, Mm -hmm. should... Have, ed- have some access to this or at least you know have have access to education on this correct and... i struggled and have struggled huge to find one place that validates cannabis and tbi like it's out there but you have to dig through so many layers and depending on how much you pay google yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it depends on where you fall in the search so um, you know, again, these are all things that I'm learning like for the first time. So trying to find valid and real information and you can literally hear so much bullshit and you just wonder who's really right. And exactly, I just really try and seek the data and the information from the legitimate sources, um, published sense. authors, published science researchers, published doctors that actually understand the endocannabinoid system big deal yeah and you know so for me i you know i obviously i'm not a medical doctor but for me it makes sense if it works with epilepsy and they're showing signs that's working with autism all neurological conditions which is your tbi stroke Mm -hmm. it should it should work with if it works for seizures right if it works for autism it should also have some benefit for, t- for TBIs. TBIs. It just makes sense. Absolutely. It just Absolutely. makes sense. <laughs> it totally makes sense. And Any neurological just, and condition. And there are papers out there, and there are there is data. It's yeah. just finding it all in one place. Exactly. It's yeah, very it's, challenging. It's and, and, you know, as you know, just in dealing with your child, um, you're dealing with an amazing physician, um, Dr. Chen, she's like next level and knows what she's doing. And (laughs) kudos to you guys for finding the best. Um, But there's so many that aren't. And they just are selling snake oil or selling snake remedies. And it's just, I guess I can't say it loud enough, but be your own advocate. And yeah. Do your own homework and do your own research. If it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Well, just talk <laughs> There's about no advocates. Carol. Well, talking about advocates, you're one. You've become one. Like, what have you been doing so far as advocate? Because you mentioned you were speaking in Ottawa. Like, are you doing speaking engagements? Are you traveling? Are you, you know, hosting? Are you doing buck- Like, what are you doing to get the word out about your story and also how to help? Well, what I have tried to do... Um, Pre-COVID, it was a lot easier. Um, current COVID, it makes things a bit more challenging. So I do have um, a website, NikkiInThePlant.org. Okay, great. But I am not a uh, web developer, nor <laughs> really good at this content stuff. Just trying to learn all this social media stuff. But um, I do have a Facebook page, Nikki and the Plant. And uh, Instagram is Nikki Lolly, and then I'll 
course, my main Facebook page, Nikki Lolly, and also LinkedIn, Nikki Lolly. And I usually just try and post um, articles of relevance Ooh, to nice. TBI and uh, cannabis, um, as well as TBI in general. Just, you know, the more awareness we share about yeah. conditions, the more people don't feel so alone in their journey. Exactly. Thank yes. you so much for doing that. Yeah, it's amazing. Now, if somebody wanted to get in touch with you or if they wanted uh, to have you speak at a, um, an engagement or anything like that to share your story, uh, how would they reach you? Sure. Um, my email is probably the very best, and that is Nikki Lolly. It spells N-I-K-K-I, Lolly, L-A-W-L-E-Y, the number one, at gmail.com. Um, or you can reach out through the website or Facebook oh, or LinkedIn. Amazing. Now, have you or, teamed up? Have you teamed up with your chiropractor? Because I mean, your that chiropractor is pretty much has saved your life. Uh, that yeah. man did. Um, that man is the busiest man on the planet. To get into him took seven months. Um, he has worked on so many football players and diagnosed them, and so many people have gotten hope from this man. His name's Doctor Scott Rosa. And uh, he is next level, guys. <laughs> wow. He really knows his stuff. Um, he reminds me of like the Ethan Russo of cannabis, but for chiropractic. Kind of, sort of looks like him, you know, sort of the whole nine yards. Um, it's kind of interesting. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> and, <laughs> he was very supportive of cannabis. He was very much like, absolutely, it can't hurt. Well, that's awesome because, I mean, uh, it was very fortunate for you to find him and be able to get that help because when no one else could, you know, help you, especially Western Madison. But I'm glad you're here and glad that you could share your story. <laughs> we really appreciate having you on. And Thank uh, you so much. And we wish you all the best and continue, uh, you know, advocating because, like, what we're doing, we're advocating as much as possible for children who suffer from epilepsy or even teenagers and for yourself, too, for people who suffer from TBI. I mean, just something so crazy that happens that could just turn your life upside down forever. Forever. And you know what? It's everything happens for a reason. And everything you don't understand it at the time, but yeah. you know, you can either spend your life, you know, being complaining and being miserable about it or Light a you know, accept it and move forward. Yeah. Uh, well, fortunate you're here to share your story with us and we thank you again. Uh we wish again, wish you all the best. We'll stay thank in you. touch. Definitely wanna if you're ever down here um in the city before they burn it down. <laughs> Love to sit down and chat with you again. Or if not, we'll come awesome. and run and hide upstate. <laughs> Anytime, baby. Actually, we got Buffalo right here. Buffalo Wings. We might be come in on. Buffalo maybe next year, actually. You'll be. So. Oh, yes, right. Awesome. Uh, yeah, my, got, my niece got accepted to University of Buffalo campus. Oh, beautiful. Yes. Beautiful. Well, congratulations for that. Thank you. And Thank you. I look forward to uh, learning more about your journey, too. And uh, let me know how I can hear this interview and everything else. And I will put it on my pages and stuff. Oh, definitely. We'll get you all, everything you need. No worries. Awesome, you guys. It was a pleasure. And I look forward to talking again. Yes, Thank definitely. You. Thank you again. Be well. Be well. Bye, guys. Bye-bye.
I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast, The Talking Hedge, and newest member on PodCon X. So come on over and check out The Talking Hedge. We talk about business news, interviews, investments, events, all that stuff. So come nerd out with me over at The Talking Hedge. You can find me at the Talking Hedge podcast.com or on all your favorite podcast platforms don't forget to like share and subscribe or don't and i'm out thanks for listening to today's show to check out more great cannabis podcasts go to podconnects.com here's a preview of one of our other shows hi y'all i'm joe host of casually baked the podcast if you're curious to explore the highly responsible side of cannabis farming and legalization I'm here to help lighten the stigma and build your can of confidence. Download episodes now of Casually Baked the Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And journey with me through the evolving cannabis culture and discover how and why people like you are adding cannabis to their wellness toolkit. It's time to get casually baked.